In this Patreon-exclusive episode of The Strange and Unusual, we invite you to use your imagination. You're a parent in a young family. You buy your dream home and begin renovating. You get a letter in the mail thanking you for bringing your children... Your children? <laughs> your ancestors. <laughs> okay, hold on, I guess. Turn over. <laughs> your ancestors. <laughs> I just want you to do the whole intro in that voice. <laughs> and yes, Patreon exclusive episode of the Strange and Unusual. <laughs> in this Patreon exclusive episode of the Strange and Unusual, we invite you to use your imagination. You're a parent in a young family. You buy your dream home and begin renovating it. You get a letter in the mail thanking you for bringing your children to your home. But they know your children's nicknames and what their hobbies are. Is this a letter welcoming you to the neighborhood or something more nefarious? Welcome to the Wonder Hole. So, I'm going to be covering the Watcher House. That's at least what it's become known as. So, June 2014, Maria and Derek Broadus and their three children moved into a large home in Westfield, New Jersey. It was a six-bedroom home worth approximately $1.3 million. Ugh, eat the rich. (laughs) Three days after closing the sale... They received a letter in their mailbox with no postage on it, meaning that someone came up and intentionally put this letter in their mailbox. Mm-hmm. On the front of the letter, in handwritten letters, said, The New Neighbor. And it read, Dearest New Neighbor at 657 Boulevard, Allow me to welcome you to the neighborhood. How did you end up here? Did 657 Boulevard call to you with its force within? 657 Boulevard has been the subject of my family for decades now, and as it approaches its 110th birthday, I have been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. My grandfather watched this house in the 1920s, and my father in the 1960s, and now it is my time. Who am I? There are hundreds and hundreds of cars that drive by 657 Boulevard each day. Maybe I am in one. Look at the windows that you can see from 657 Boulevard. Maybe I am in one. Look out any of the many windows in 657 Boulevard at all the people who stroll by each and every day. Maybe I am one. I thought he was going to say maybe I'm in one. (laughs) Maybe I'm inside one. The this is creepy, and I don't know that I like it. Yeah, super dramatic too, right? Like holy yeah. shit! But don't worry, the letter gets creepier. Oh, so God. much fucking creepier. Oh, I thought I thought you were done at fucking, and I was like, whoa, 
<laughs> so letter took a weird turn. Fucking. <laughs> well, proceed. You have children. I have seen them. So far, I think there are three that I have counted. Do you need to fill the house with the young blood I requested? Better for <gasps> me. Was your old house too small for the growing family? Or was it your greed to bring, bring me your children? Once I know their names, I will call to them and draw them to me. Oh, I don't like it. Then, in fancy but still typed script, it was signed, The Watcher. Were there fingerprints? Tell me there were fingerprints. After the... What the fuck are you doing, you bitch? Hold on. <laughs> I have to handle this. Get down. Do not. How dare you? <gasps> don't, don't claw my chin. Get down. <laughs> Stop funny. Stop laughing. Get down. How dare you? <laughs> the odd. Throw a paper towel to do anything. Stevie, do something else. Play with this. Here, play with that. You love those. Okay. Sorry. You're fine. (laughs) Proceed with the spoops. After the Broadus family got the letter, they reached out to the previous owners. The, The previous owners had never received a letter. At least until they were about to move out. They received a letter and the note was odd, but they didn't think too much about it and just threw the letter away. The families went to the police to file reports on the letters and were instructed not to tell anyone about the threats. Because at the time, the police thought, you know, this watcher guy is right. He could be anybody in this neighborhood. Right. So we don't want to go advertising that we're looking for someone because then it might very quickly escalate or might stop altogether until they're actually in the house and, you know, living there and then things start happening. Mm-hmm. So the Broadus family decided they have to keep it business as usual. That was a weird letter. Maybe it was just a prank. Who knows? And so they started doing some renovations on the home. And hadn't even moved into it yet. They were just doing the renovations. But two weeks later, a second letter arrived. And this one, you guessed it, even fucking creepier. Mm. The second letter contained personal information, including the family's name, that was not published anywhere. It was also misspelled. And so the idea is that because it was misspelled, the person who wrote the letters had only ever heard it. They hadn't seen it written anywhere. And they knew, so they knew the family's last name. They knew the birth order of the three broadest children. Oh. And their nicknames. Don't like that. It also detailed that the watcher had observed one of the daughters on the enclosed porch of the home and asked, is she the artist in the family? Because she was painting on an easel. This is, like, I don't like it. (laughs) So the letter, these are all excerpts from the letters. I couldn't find, like, the full letters, but these are kind of the highlights I found everywhere. And it says... It has been years and years since the young blood ruled the hallways of this house. 
Have you found all the secrets it holds yet? Will the young blood play in the basement? Or are they too afraid to go down there alone? I would be afraid if I were them. It is far away from the rest of the house. If you were upstairs, you would never hear them scream. Will they sleep in the attic? Or will you all sleep on the second floor? Who has the bedrooms facing the street? I'll know as soon as you move in. It will help me to know who's in which bedroom. It will help me plan better. I, okay, and so here's the question. What, um, what did this family do to piss somebody off? Good question. But I feel like, I feel like somebody was like, I hate this dick. I'm going to just fuck with his family. (laughs) I've heard he's moving. I'm going to weirdly drive all the way to this house in New Jersey and fuck with him. Maybe. Oh, I don't like it. So after this letter, the family immediately stopped bringing the children to the home Mm -hmm. and put a hold on the renovations that they were doing after the second letter. Smart. They then received a third letter that read, Where have you gone to? 657 Boulevard is missing you. I don't like it. They were unable to make any steps forward with the investigation into who the watcher was since they weren't leaving much of a trail. It was ruining the Broadus's personal lives, causing Maria's therapist to consider her having PTSD as a result of the letters, and both parents felt heightened levels of paranoia and fear, especially when it came to their children. Well, yeah. Six months after the letters arrived... They put the house up for sale. They tried to sue the original owners of the home for not disclosing the information about the letters, but that obviously didn't go anywhere because the, I think it's the Woods family was the first owners of the the previous owners, and they had never received a letter up until the one that they received just before the Broaddus family moved in. So that suing attempt didn't really go anywhere. They didn't have mm-hmm. anything disclose- to disclose because they didn't know anything about it. A local reporter found out about the details of the case and wrote a story about it, which made it a bit of a viral sensation in the area, and it made the house virtually impossible to sell because everybody knew about it. Mm-hmm. They considered selling it to a developer who would tear the house down to build two in its place, but the homeowners association would not allow them to do that Because the association had a requirement of how big the houses had to be in the area. Eat the rich. And two houses would have been too too small to fit the requirements. The houses would have been less, less than three feet too small to meet the requirements. So it's not even like a hundred feet or something. Three feet too small first world problems is some white people bullshit Uh huh. but to make things kind of interesting in 2018 another house right down the street or i think around the corner went through the same situation of being sold wanting to be sold to a developer and then split into two homes and they approved it the neighborhood board approved it even though it required A larger exception on the size rule. I'm so confused. Was it somebody in the fucking HOA then? 
Maybe. Oh, oh God. Okay, keep going. <laughs> Two years after the first letter arrived, the Broadus family found an older couple, older couple with adult children and two doggos to rent the house with a clause in the lease that they could leave if another letter was ever received. Yep. Shortly after, they received another letter that read, To the vile and spiteful Derek and his wench of a wife, Maria. <gasps> 657 Boulevard survived your attempted assault and stood strong with its army of supporters barricading its gates. My soldiers of the boulevard followed my orders to a T. They carried out their mission and saved the soul of 657 Boulevard with my orders. All hail the Watcher. The fuck is happening? Oh, wait, there's more. I forgot. All hail the Watcher. Maybe a car accident. Maybe a fire. Maybe something as simple as a mild illness that never seems to go away, but makes you feel sick day after day after day after day after day. Maybe the mysterious death of a pet. Loved ones <gasps> suddenly die. Planes and cars and bicycles all crash. Bones break. You are despised by the house and the watcher one. What? What? So... Alright, Stevie, stop. What is happening? Why aren't these people, like, looking for fingerprints and shit on these? What year is this? 2018. Okay, no. Where are the fingerprints? <laughs> uh, the renters agreed to stay in the home, um, but more ca insisted on more cameras being installed on the property. Yeah. They did stay. And so there are a couple of suspects in what happened. So one of them is named Michael Langford, and he lived in the house next door to the Broadus family home, 657, with his 90-year-old mother. And several other of the adult children in that family lived with them, all like in their 60s. That family had lived in that house since the 1960s, and they were all kind of weird so michael langford was notorious for walking through people's yards and had been caught peeping in windows from time to time and he would have had the perfect view of the porch where the daughter was painting to know that she mm. was painting out there the police questioned him but he denied everything and this happened before the second letter dna was found on the letter but it belonged to a woman. Thinking that maybe one of Lang thinking that maybe one of Michael Langford's sisters that lived there, it could have been her DNA. They tested it, but it did not match. So another suspect is the Broadus family themselves. Okay, so the second suspect is the Broadus family themselves. Some neighbors wondered why they would continue renovations on the home after they decided not to move in and wondered if perhaps the family hadn't gotten in over the head over their heads with the costs of the home. Mm -hmm. And movie deals also started to come in after the story broke, which made neighbors even more suspicious. After the the planning commission refused the Broadus's proposal to split the property into two homes, those who had strongly opposed the action of splitting the properties got letters 
and on the front of them it said, quote, Friends of the Broadus family, and those turned out to be written by Derek Broadus. He did admit to writing those letters, but said that he was just so upset he wanted them to know what it felt like to get these letters and to not be able to have anything, not be able to do anything about it. Like, to get these threatening letters, to know all these details about your family and not know where they came from. Right. And, like, trying to make them understand how helpless it makes you feel. So, one of the things that kind of throws a hitch in this for me is that the Broadus family has documented trauma. Therapist visits actual information about you know yes they were going through it on this it was stressful they were freaked out they couldn't they were losing sleep i mean for a psychiatrist to say like yeah she had the signs of ptsd that's not something Mm -hmm. that's just like you get from a small thing happening It had to have been something traumatic and horrible. Especially, you know, it's an actual doctor. is actually a medical professional saying she had the signs of PTSD. It's not her saying that, you know, oh yeah, it feels like. And so I kind of lean toward the Broadus family not being the suspects in this. I think that, yes, Derek Broaddus made a bad decision putting the letters into the mailboxes. But, I mean, I I think that if I was getting these and I was looking at trying to move out, uh, it's something that gets brought up on some other podcasts that I listen to and, like, haunted documentaries about haunted locations and things that I watch, is that everyone says, like, well, why did you stay? Why didn't you just leave? It's not as easy as that. You know, they just put, a hun- yeah. like, $1.3 million into this home. They didn't stop renovations because they were hoping that the police would be able to figure out who was doing this. They put a $1.3 million in on a home. They were intending to stay there. Right. And so, you know, that's not something that you can just easily walk away from and say like oh well you know it's not losing 20 bucks or something like right and so of course they would continue the renovations especially if they were you know not going to stay there but were going to try to sell it nothing is going to sell a home faster than having renovations and nothing's going to keep it on the market longer than having half completed renovations Mm mm-hmm And then during all of this, another family on the boulevard with 657 also received a note from the watcher. What? And they had lived in that house. The family lived in that house for years and had never received anything from anyone called the watcher. It was like a house around the corner from 657. And they didn't think, like the Woods family, they didn't think anything about it, just sort of balled it up threw it away like man that was weird but they received it right around the time when the Broadus family received their first letter Hmm. and so I think that it would be weird for if the Broadus family was doing this why would additional families have gotten the letters 
why would the Woods family have gotten a letter thanking them for selling the house from the watcher? And why would just a seemingly random house around the corner have also gotten the letter? If they were trying to make it creepy, why wouldn't it have been one of the neighbors or something like that, you know? Right. And so, I don't know. I don't think that the Broadus family had anything to do with it. I think maybe it was someone who was just bored and looking for something to do. Well, creepy neighbor sounds right to me. Like the, like you said, the peop- the weird people next door. Or, like I was saying, like, what did these people do to piss somebody off? Like, Yeah, I, I couldn't find anything to indicate that they had ever really had any issues like that. You know, it's the first thing they say, the police is like, do you have any enemies? Yeah, but um, one thing that I did read was that the neighborhood committee and people in it thought it was kind of weird, which this didn't make sense to me, but the broadest, it didn't make sense to me that they would think it was weird, I guess is what I mean. The broadest family had very rapidly upgraded their houses, going from like a kind of basic house to like a more expensive, more expensive, and then this one like very quickly. And so I guess the people in the neighborhood thought that that was kind of peculiar that they could get that much money to do that. And that it to them made them think that maybe the broadest family got in over their heads with the, the bills and the costs and everything and they were trying to look for an out. But mm-hmm. if the broadest family is going in and doing renovations and flipping houses, then it makes sense that they would be able to upgrade very quickly through houses. Right, exactly. And that's like why you flip houses. Yeah. And I mean, normally you don't live in the house you're flipping, but it's possible that you could. I mean, and so. I mean, I'm sure yeah, it's not unheard think... of for you to do a flip and be like. This is the house. I love this house and I don't want to leave. This is my house now. Yeah, I'm sure. And I think that the idea was that like they were working to get to this this area um, because it was mm-hmm. very close to where where Maria brought us had grown up and lived. And she was like, I want to raise my kids there. I know it's a good place. And so she felt very hurt that the kind of neighborhood and everything sort of turned their backs on the Broadus family because she was from that area and she didn't understand why they would you know not believe them or not trust them or not help them right um but I did read when I was looking at the articles that the house has sold like this year oh it did or 2019 I think yeah it did so I'm excited so everyone's kind of waiting to see if uh, if the Watcher returns. Yeah, all hail the Watcher. Giles would be proud, <laughs> or not. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on what the Watcher's doing with the young blood, which is the creepiest way to describe children I think I've ever heard. I don't know. I feel like I'm gonna keep that one. <laughs> I mean, that you keeping it doesn't somehow make it not creepy. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. She's weird, oh, but I like her. <laughs> What's funny is that this is going to come out before the U.S. <laughs> episode, so people have no idea why you just said that like that. Yeah. 
But, but they're in on a joke before the joke's a joke. That's right. So that is insane and gave me the creeps. Yeah. And I liked it. Um, and I did just to give a little bit of a shout out to um, where I learned about it and also some of the things that helped me with the research. There's a very, very good, there's an episode of, and that's why we drink that covered it on podcast wise, but mm-hmm. I actually heard about it on uh, BuzzFeed Unsolved and <laughs> I was like, Elise, we have to watch this episode of BuzzFeed Unsolved where I can research. <laughs> so it's a very entertaining uh, interaction between the two of them as they cover the case. Which, incidentally, I'll cut this part out, is a really good place if you want to find like weird stories like this. Yeah. BuzzFeed Unsolved. They're super mm-hmm. fucking funny, too. You can watch them. Well, They've got like a collection of everything on Prime, but you can also watch them on YouTube. Yeah, I was like, uh, I wanted to, I was hoping you hadn't heard about it. Because once you've heard about it, it's not nearly as creepy. Like, I mean, it's still creepy, but like, you don't get that like first interaction with it creepy. Yeah. So, thanks for listening to our conversation about the Watcher House. What's the takeaway? One, don't trust your neighbors. And two, don't move to New Jersey. <laughs> and now we'll move the planchette to goodbye. Get the crappy lead out of here. Peace. Oh, that that's a way to end it.